The shattered verse is vast, confusing, terrible, and beautiful, a dizzying array of universes connected by the smallest threads, dancing across an unknowable expanse, a brief history of the multiverse, volume 47, Kalen Swa. How can you ever find meaning in such an unfathomable void? Well, you ask me, of course. Welcome, dear wanderers, to the Interdimensional Traveler's Guide to the Shattered Verse. I am T, your humble guide through this chaotic and beautiful multiverse that we all must call home. I have decided to start this guide where almost all travelers start their journey, in the jewel of the multiverse, the center, the hub, Haven, the wondrous dimension created by Her Holiness, Eurissa Elatri, the universe-wide city. Now, don't cut the connection yet, my fair wanderers. I'm sure you've heard all about Haven and aren't wanting to hear about the same old tourist traps. No, no, dear wanderer. We are going to explore the corners of Haven that haven't been dissected so many times already. For instance, there is a minor and little-known wonder at the fuel station at the corner of Yuri Avenue and 32nd Street. Because of a temporal accident in the conversion department of the College of the Open Eye, there is a worker who has been stuck with one minute left till closing time for the past few hundred years. While visitors experience time normally and can interact with the worker, who is named Jacone, he has been stuck with each second lasting longer than the next. Right now, he is at 37 seconds till closing. The last second went on for a decade. There is speculation on whether the final second will last for eternity, or whether upon reaching closing time, Chacon will age the time that he ignored in his little box and die immediately. But I suggest stopping by and watching as he stares at a clock that won't move for another twenty-odd years. But still, we must set the scene for those of you who have never visited this massive city. The city is full of gravity-defying towers and floating islands. The sky looks like a painted masterpiece every day thanks to Elatri's magic. And for our vampire brethren, the sun here doesn't have the same harmful rays, so you can travel about through the day without all the bulky clothes and umbrellas. At night, the constellations glow in the sky, and two moons orbit around each other in an endless dance. There is, of course, the garbage, sewage, and filth that plagues every city. There are beggars on almost every street, and the hustlers just trying to make it through another day. But the affluent float through the sky on taxis, walkways, or with magic. 
Now, there is a common mistake that visitors to Haven make, believing that based off its name and neutral status, that it should be safe. But you should less view Haven as a safe haven, but instead as the proxy battleground between titans, where even innocence may be trampled underfoot. I mean, let's look at the history of Haven. As you know, there once was a time when there was just one universe dedicated to singing the song of creation, and then one of the unaging, who will remain nameless, messed up a verse and shattered the universe into the multiverse. Now each of these dimensions were separate until Eurissa Elatri created Haven as a pocket dimension near the Outer Realms. She created Haven to be a refuge for wizards who were being killed in the mage hunts in her native Orali. The wizards decided to use Haven as a fortress to attack the enemies of Orali instead. So Elatri brought non-magical refugees to Haven, which caused her fellows to use Plan 47 to destroy parts of Haven and created the Depths. After the mage hunts ended, Haven became a hub for dimensional exploration, and then once Genesis engines were discovered, it became the hub for trade and culture. It is now the home for the IUA, the Keepers, and the College of the Open Eye that Alatri founded. One more warning. Singing and music is strictly forbidden in Haven. And why normally saying something is forbidden is really just more of a suggestion, I would encourage you to follow this one. There's just too much latent magic in this dimension, so it's almost impossible to control your song. And the fines for leveling a city block are just such a nuisance. While I search through Haven for some of those really interesting finds, let's take a moment to learn how to live. It's time for Tea Teaches You How to Live. Today's lesson is to breathe. Breathing is very important for staying alive. It is very important that you breathe. Step one is to expand your diaphragm muscles so that air rushes into your lungs. As we all know, while nature abhors a vacuum, oxygen in particular despises vacuums more than any other element and will rush in to violently attack a vacuum wherever one is found. This is fortunate for you as it allows you to trick and trap oxygen within your body. Now send that oxygen throughout your body for all of your needs. Now you may find carbon dioxide building up in your lungs, so it is time to constrict your diaphragm and push that carbon dioxide out of your body. Now you just have to repeat that process forever, or until you're dead and your body is no longer in need of oxygen. Congratulations! You now know how to breathe, and are one step closer to being truly alive. Fellow Wanderers, I have found perhaps the most interesting diner in the whole of Haven. It has the quaint name of the Salted Cod, 
and they have simply the best hospitality. You don't even have to order your food or bother with paying. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I've always found differences in tipping practices to be one of the hardest challenges to interdimensional traveler. The waiter placed in front of me a rustic, open-faced steak sandwich with some kind of tomato puree, a side of shreds, and a local beverage that seemed to be a cocktail of water and beer. I asked, of course, if they had any other options, and the waiter just smiled. Well, I decided just to eat the shreds, but I must have been rather full afterwards, because the next thing I remember was waking up in the back room with the payment already taken from my wallet. My only complaint, dear wanderers, is that the price of the meal was quite high, but that's what you get for fine dining in the city. And now we must break for a word from our wonderful sponsor, the Prima Corporation. What are you doing? Is that what you should be doing? Do you know what you should be doing? Who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know anything at all? Are you lost? Adrift in the shifting multiverse, reacting to stimuli beyond your control? Do you know where you are? Talk to your doctor about Xenexa. Do not take Xenexa if you are undead, wish to be undead, are allergic to Xenexa or any of its components, or if you are pregnant, plan to be pregnant, expect that you can be pregnant, or expect that you may get someone pregnant. Xenexa. Who do you think you are? Can you even know? Well, you are most definitely wrong. Oh no, dear wanderers, I have terrible news. The salted cod has burned to the ground. Luckily for me, my wallet seems to have miraculously survived the blaze, although the proprietor was somehow trapped in the building. Authorities have no idea who could have started the fire but expect arson. Perhaps there was a customer who did not appreciate their menu, service, poison, or high prices. Well, dear wanderers, perhaps try to look for the salted cod if it opens again under new management. Speaking of news, though, let us get an update on what is going on throughout the multiverse. Terrorists from the Valen Resistance have torched the Goost University in Zoon, the capital of the United Republic and the Orali Dimension. No deaths have been reported, but estimates suggest millions of notes worth of damage. So if you live or plan on traveling to Orali, expect massive delays as their World Council continues to search for the parties involved. Oh! On a lighter note, there is a new baby land shark in the Haven Zoological Park named Journey. So stop on by and view this terrible predator in an environment where it is unable to show you its vast destructive capabilities. 
The high judge Quedla was accused of being an unaging and bypassing the rule for a single life sentence. The judge has been in the position for 50 years and allegedly looks just as young and healthy as he did when appointed. Quenla denies the allegations and says that his youthful appearance is just due to exercise, whiskey, and a strict diet of bread and potatoes. It appears, dear wanderers, that a religious object, the Shroud of Tiris, of the Unionists, has been stolen from their fortress in the final empire. Oh, I just came from there. What a strange coincidence. They are offering a 10,000 note reward for any information that could lead to the capture of the thief. But who really wants to be burdened with money when adventures are what you will remember on your deathbed? I think that's enough news, don't you? Wanderers, let us journey to the corners of Haven where no traveler has gone before. Let us try the thrills that haven't been thrilled. Let us go to the depths. You know, the darkness that surrounds and threatens Haven and must eternally be fought back so that it doesn't overwhelm the city and plunge its denizens into all-consuming madness? Doesn't that sound exciting? The streets of Haven begin to get less and less dense, as even the most desperate denizens do not like to be this close to the depths. You can see bouts of flame in the distance as the black band go about their dangerous work. The quiet here is overwhelming after the cacophony of the city. The signature of the depths is the black grime that covers everything. The goo seems to shift even as you are watching it. But it's difficult to tell since it's such a uniform color. As you approach, it feels as though you are being watched, even though you left the crowds far behind. I've got to be honest, my fellow wanderers, I am concerned about getting my boots in the grime, as I'm not really sure how easy it will be to wash off. But to find a new adventure, you've got to get a little dirty. But that grime is super gross. Oh, it seems there is a path before me where the ground is clean. I won't have to get my boots dirty anyway. Wanderers, the area has gotten so quiet, I can't even hear the sound of my own footsteps. But look, there is a shining goblet upon an altar ahead. I wonder what interesting church, hermit, or cult would set up their altar in such a remote destination, but you have to take your souvenirs where you can find them. Oh dear, it seems in my rush for collectibles to help me remember this joyous trip, I have stepped in the grime after all. Oh, the grime is very hard to step from and it's slowly rising up my legs. I have no idea how I'm going to get it out of both my boots and pants. Wanderers, 
I'm finding it very difficult to walk, and the grime just continues to rise. I do not know if I am sinking, as everything is monochromatic around me, with no reference to a stable point in space. Perhaps this shall be both my first and last recording for this guide. Joyous news! I have seen the two most beautiful faces in the world of an orc named Humor and a human named Trilly, two members of the black band who apparently rescued me from what they call the Shifting Dark. Sounds sufficiently ominous to me. Oh, if only I could spend more time with them. But we all have jobs to do. They must defend Haven from an ever-present danger, and I must travel the verse letting you know what to do and what not to do. So now, we must find a place to rest for the night. If you happen to be trying to avoid the ever-present gaze of the Interuniversal Alliance, or the corporations that keep tabs on all of us in order to better serve us, may I suggest finding a hotel with an upside-down red triangle on the keystone. Now, there is no particular reason these establishments would be doing anything more nefarious than the rest. Of course, our sponsor would not like me to support any conspiracy, but these hotels do have quality service at low, low prices. If you are unable to find such an establishment, may I suggest finding a good fake ID card, perhaps under a building with three moons painted on the door, and setting a decoy in your bed. Not for any reason, of course, but I always find it more comfortable to sleep, hidden with the seeming presence of another body in the room. Interdimensional Traveler's Guide to the Shattered Verse is written and voiced by Thea Lake and is a production of Dimensions Role-Playing System with special thanks to Maria Ruiz. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us at itgsbpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter. It is now time for your tea time. Let's settle in. Today's word of wisdom is sanguine. Now, take a deep breath. No, deeper than that. Oh no, not that deep. Good. Now, just take a few moments for yourselves. And I suggest splurging on the really good moments that stores only bring out on request. But really, any moment will do. Have you done that? Good. Now that we are good and relaxed, let's talk about pain. And 
Now I'm not talking about the mere physical pain of scratches, cuts, zombie bites, and stubbed toes, but the pain that comes and rips at your consciousness and leaves you weeping on the stairs, always on the stairs. What is it about the liminal space between two floors that is so conducive to grief, to tears? We spend our lives trying to be happy and avoid these moments of real suffering, moments of knowing that no matter what you do, it won't make you happy, where all you have is a choice of what not to lose. But what if it is in the avoidance of pain that we cocoon ourselves in an anxious bubble that obsesses over the next crisis when the next wave is going to come? But just remember, while the next wave is going to come, you have survived each crisis so far. Until we meet again, dear wanderers, good luck.